Did you know searches for grounding have exploded on Google? Yeah, 2.8 billion views on videos on TikTok with the hashtag grounding, with people asking questions of what is grounding? Does grounding work? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Isn't it just being barefoot? I mean, yes, kind of, but it has the word grounding or earthing. I mean, people are looking for it, which is why today on this episode, we decided to dive into the world of grounding, earthing, AKA Albert being barefoot on the ground. Surprisingly, when I came into looking at this, I did not think there was actual research on this space. I just thought, you know, from my woo-woo spiritual self, I'm like, yeah, of course, it feels good. Listen to your intuition. We were born on the ground. We slept on the ground. We walked on the ground. It just makes sense. Shoes have been around for much less time than humanity mm -hmm. has. But yeah, now I'm sold. We've I'm sold. <laughs> After looking through the research, the paper that you dropped in here. So where do we want to start today with grounding? All right, so let's start where this comes from a little bit. So one of the things that we started noticing is there's a lot of searches for grounding, being barefoot. And of course, um, Stephanie knows me, and I have basically not worn shoes since I was 13 years old. I only wear shoes if I have to. Uh, I went out of my way to find jobs that I wasn't required to wear shoes. Um, and I basically have been barefoot and or wearing thin leather sandals for decades. And as an old man... I have anecdotally now noticed that I believe overwhelmingly people who are barefoot seem to have cognition into more cognition into their older, older stages, elder stages of life, later stages of life. And so me and Steffi started talking about this and then she starts talking about, she does grounding and earthing. I'm like, what's that? And she's getting the energy from the dirt. I'm like, I, I don't know what this means. Come on, man. <laughs> so we started diving in. Like, is there, why, why, why am I observing this and why is she reading about this? And so we started reading for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, what we found were so many fascinating studies and people showing that being outside with your feet on the ground <clears throat> shows that it can reduce inflammation, chronic pain. It can help. I mean, so many areas of health and sleep are improved if you have a connection to the earth and these different studies that have been done. I mean, there's many different kinds and many different theories still around, you know, why is this happening and what's the actual science behind it? But oftentimes these studies would either just have people be outside and they'd be measuring the person's body and kind of like the electromagnetic current in their body and um, what's around them, or they would attach people's beds to the earth with like a device so that the bed would be grounded to the actual outside dirt. And these studies were measuring, can people fall asleep quicker? You know, what's the quality of sleep? How do they feel? What's their pain levels? Um, what's the inflammation like in their body? So they'd be looking at all these different health factors. And from what I'm seeing, almost every single time that the person is connected to earth, things are better. I'll just say that. A broad statement that everything's better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I come from the lens that if you take a look at certain cultures, and I'm obviously I'm Asian, check out my eyes, uh, Japan, Taiwan, all my family grew up in places where like having a soft cushion, I mean, it didn't exist. Like in still, like my family, when I went to visit them in Taiwan, they slept on like straw mats on the ground, uh, wearing slippers or like very thin soled slippers was a common type of footwear to wear. People didn't buy Nikes and, you know, nice cushion you know, cushioning shoes. And so there's so much historical evidence of this is how the way we've always been. And now I think we all know that the modern 
the modern American's health is largely deteriorating. Like we are, as, as a population, our health has been deteriorating by a great deal. And so this was an interesting thing. So this book I held up in Outlive by Peter Tia. He's considered one of the leading medical researchers. You've seen him on Joe Rogan. You've seen him on Huberman podcast. He writes and researches how to live longer. Well, he's got a whole section on being barefoot and how your t- foot flexibility and pliability matter. He has sections about how he went to see a toe yoga coach mm-hmm. to figure out why his toes couldn't spread, why his, uh, and he provides exercises. So if you're listening right now, try this exercise. He mentions with your bare feet on the ground, can you lift all 10 toes up and spread them out? Can you then put your big toes down? Can you then put them all down and put your big toes up? And he's got all I these failed. different I tests. just failed. All of them. All you of failed. them. You failed. Well, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, mm-hmm. let me try. Well, I'm a 44-year-old man. I did him no problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't, it, I didn't even recognize that this would be a problem. And so he talks about how it impacts posture, how it impacts uh, pressure on the spine, physiological problems. In fact, he uses, he says he started working on his feet because of the fact that he couldn't do a full squat without bending and contorting his ankles and stuff. And so there's a lot of research, and we have even more research. Uh, one of our producers, Lacey, she produced this. Uh, she found this document that talked about, uh, I'm going to pull it up right now because I accidentally closed it. Give me a second. My moron self, I, I closed it. <laughs> cut, cut to this part. She found an article in Runner's World which studied the Tarahumara Indians. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but effectively they've they found that the newer generations that now wear shoes have substantially worse performance, mm-hmm. gait, back pain. Everything that you could possibly not want is found. And so I'm almost of the position now that it's like, it's not really grounding. It's the presence of shoes. Shoes are actually the problem. I actually believe. I mean, I think definitely shoes are the problem, but I also think, I mean, shoes are the problem because of the arch support they're trying to provide and artificially, essentially putting everyone's foot into the same position when many people's feet are different and their posture and how they stand and your foot, like my foot probably needs to be very different than yours. But if we have the same shoe that's pushing us into the same arch support, I do think shoes are a problem from that perspective of just like, how is it shaping your foot? But then I also think it's the rubber sole. If we do talk about like the potential, like if the earth has a, you know, electromagnetic frequency inside of it and you have a rubber sole between you and the earth, it's going to block that current. And so I think it could be a mix of both of you're messing with your arch support. You're putting your foot into an artificial place of like one that it might not want to be in a shape. And then you're also blocking, you know, I, there's a lot of research, I guess, around the ions and the ion transfer between your body and the earth and what it's doing. And that to me makes sense. I mean, you think about, you look at all these telephone poles and, you know, uh, like Wi-Fi and things like that. Like, what did they do to electricity? They ground it into the earth to stabilize it. And I think our bodies aren't very different. Our bodies have a bunch of electromagnetic fields in them as well going on inside of us. And so to me, it makes sense if you go outside and you're connecting with an earth that also has that going on, like you are just like a, you know, a telephone, Wi-Fi signal router pole that the second you touch that ground, it's probably going to influence what's happening in your body. I mean, it just makes sense to me. If you look around, 
Like what happens here to happens me, out there too. <laughs> it's I'm more skeptical on those things, but without a doubt, I think wearing shoes is a potential physiological problem. Uh, one of the things that's oft, also often mentioned in runners magazines for anyone who's out there doing any type of training, going to train for the first time or has done it for a long time. We talk, they talk about how the proper way to run is to ball strike with your feet. But the reality is most of us heel strike. The most, the reason why most of us heel strike is because we have those soft, thick mm -hmm. shoes that allow us to run with a heel strike. If you were to take those shoes off and attempt to run, you would not like heel striking at all. It feels like it feels terrible. You would go to ball striking. And in fact, there's now those curved treadmills. Uh, many of you might have seen them. They generally have a curved elliptical shape to the tread, and they're not belt driven they're actually just foot powered they cost more i can't figure out why they cost more but oh yeah <laughs> little, there's no yeah. motor in them <laughs> yeah yeah but it encourages is encourages you to ball strike and substantially that is the way i i think i've never seen someone say you're supposed to heel strike everything mm -hmm. i've ever read about running is like you're supposed to ball strike and so there is a the question is here's the question to ask is how bad are shoes for you though so we can say it's good to be mm -hmm. grounded or it's just good to be barefoot, which I believe mm -hmm. to be true. But how bad are shoes? That's, that's I mean, the I question. Think to me, these are like two separate things because you've got how bad are shoes is one, but then the grounding piece of it too. I mean, that's like, I think two different things because the research that you pulled up and we will link up this uh, NIH study, but that one is yep. all about linking your body to the ground like and making sure, I mean, they're... They're specifically postulating does it have an impact on alzheimer's that's mm -hmm. what they're yep that's what they're adjusting. yeah and then another study i found was essentially doing the same thing of connecting a person to the ground at night when they're sleeping or having them sleep outside and having them be outside a lot and then measuring you know what their chronic pain is like what inflammation like what their sleep is like um so i think that piece even though there's needs to be a lot more research that's the one that i think it that's in general like Getting outside, what could that do to influence your health? The shoes piece, I just think, one, it's messing up that. If that is true, what we're looking at or what people are researching, the shoes definitely probably messes it up. And I still think shoes are bad for you if they're not more like like your natural foot, which I do actually think I see a lot of companies coming out now trying to make shoes that are. Oh, there's a yeah. lot of, yeah, that's a that's a huge change, mm -hmm. I would say. I remember when Merrill for, or there was um, Innovate, I-N-O-V-8, mm -hmm. like started making its way through the CrossFit mm -hmm. community. And there were these very thin-soled shoes that for people wore to, to work out. And I remember seeing them like, what is that? Like, yeah. that is weird. Then you started seeing the, the Vibrams mm -hmm. with the 10 toes. And these are shoes where each of your toes get like, the, it's like a glove. Like each toe gets its own little yeah. slot. And it was so that people like didn't, like they could spread their toes more and grip more. And, but these type of footwear is on the rise. There's no question. We saw like the Google search for sales mm -hmm. on these things. It's through the roof. And I, and I do think to myself, like, why don't just people just walk barefoot? I don't well, understand. Like, okay. <laughs> why is this necessary? So I will say that in the beginning when you were saying, I never wear shoes and I'm always outside or, you know, I, I don't ever think to wear shoes for anyone listening and being like, well, I'm not like Albert. Well, then maybe you're like me because I actually do wear shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I wear shoes quite a bit. I wear shoes when I'm outside. I wear shoes inside sometimes. I normally wear shoes. Now is the first time I'm starting to think differently about that, but I've always worn shoes. Like that that was just a normal thing for us to do. I wasn't in a family that was used to like not wearing shoes or 
sleeping on straw mats or like that wasn't my family. So I'm now rethinking about lifestyle and I mean, not only the shoe or no shoe, but also how often am I going outside, even in my little front yard and just go out there. And uh, since looking into these things, and I mean, this has been, today was a more of a deep dive, but I've been thinking about this for a while and I'll just go and just lay on the ground. I didn't know why. I'm like, it just feels nice just to lay on the ground, (laughs) just to lay right in this dirt. But uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely have worn shoes and I'm rethinking about what kind of shoes, what what's the shape of them? Because I'm normally, you know, Nike or just normal running shoes. And now I'm starting to be like, I don't know. And I don't even know if I want a rubber sole anymore because it's blocking my transfer to the ground. And I want to be connected to Mother Earth more. <laughs> so this shoe, I'm going to pull it up. This is the flip-flop I choose to wear the most often. It's called Combat uh-huh. Flip-Flops, Okay. And the reason why I like them is because they're so painfully hard. Ow. Like, they're not good. Like, yeah, not, you really sold hard. me on that one. Like, Hold they, on, I'm going to go out and buy it. Yeah, great. they're not. They're durable. They're definitely durable. And they last a long time, which is my favorite bowl. Um, but they're super hard. And so, like, I feel like I get, like, shock impact in it. And it makes me, like, walk delicately. So, like, I'm like, oh, okay, I like that. But one of the things I wanted, I, I wanted to anecdotally share is there was a interview recently which further supports why i think this way it's confirmation bias totally but bezos talks about how like when metrics and anecdotes don't line up just follow the anecdotes because it probably means you're measuring the wrong Mm -hmm. thing and so one of the things i observed so i've been an avid surfer and gone to very remote places um where there are you know people are poor like there's there's not a lot of so a lot of people don't have shoes straight Mm -hmm. up a lot of people don't have shoes but I was always able to observe in these towns that people that were older seemingly had tremendous cognition. Like they were active they were and, and physical ability. Let me add to that. So that they were on their feet, that they were part of the community, that they might, even if they were selling mangoes, like they were big spirited, happy. You could see a lot of people coming to them. Like you didn't see that traditional or... I don't know, that American lore that an old person should be in a rocking chair just sipping lemonade and yeah. melting their life away. Like These people were on their feet doing stuff, and I would look at their feet, and like, they never wore mm-hmm. shoes. And so anecdotally, I just started thinking to myself, oh, I wonder if this is correlated. So I started doing some homework. And sure enough, there are people trying to figure out that research is what I post this NIH mm-hmm. study. They want to know, does grounding, they call it grounding in this study, like, does grounding impact people that have mm-hmm. Alzheimer's? In like in will does it and so part of what you say you know as much as I roll my eyes a lot of times when Stephanie talks start talking about the ions and stuff, but the reality is I'm also I'm Asian I'm a big believer in acupuncture acupuncture the best way I would describe it to someone who doesn't know what it is they have mapped the people who are acupuncturists have mapped the way that. I mean, they call it chi, like the really, literally the strength and energy of the way your body flows. And the idea is that by altering it with needles, you can self-heal faster. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounds insane that acupuncture would work, but it's a medicine that's thousands of years yeah. old. And it clearly does work. And I'm, I've been practicing. So it's like there's certain things we don't really quite understand. So when, as much as I want to roll my eyes at 70, sometimes I think to myself, like, well, this is kind of similar to acupuncture. If someone could figure it out and more mm-hmm. succinctly clarify is this happening? Yeah. Then maybe That's it is. I, I mean, I appreciate hearing that because I'm like, normally I'm like, eh, Albert probably thinks I'm an idiot and I'm still going to say it. Don't care. But <laughs> the things that I look to sometimes are either my own personal stories or 
similarities because I mean I know I've said this before but I think when you look around what's happening in one thing is happening in another and I've kind of had a couple examples on the show before of like okay you look at how you know frequencies are impacting a bridge and it collapses and what do you think it would do to your body but when I think about um, the earth having you know an electromagnetic field a pull in it and then you think about our bodies when you think about cancer like what do they use to kill the cancer they use electromagnetic radiation. So they're already doing that in a way, which means your body has that in there. They're using that to treat it. And so to me, it only makes sense of like, well, if you're on a ground and earth that also has a lot of electromagnetic current going on, it seems like electromagnetic for some reason is the center of something. And then I looked up, do you know who Richard Feynman is? I do okay, not. So Richard Feynman, he, I know, won a Nobel Prize. Um, I know he wrote a book that a lot of people in the Bay Area used to always quote. Apparently, it was really good. I'll have to look that book up. Um, but he was giving a lecture on electromagnetic electromagnetism. And he said, he said, when the body potential is the same as the Earth's electric potential, thus grounded, it becomes an extension of the Earth's gigantic electric system. And the Earth's potential becomes the working agent that cancels, reduces, or pushes away electric fields from the body. So when I read that quote from him, he's essentially saying, like, the Earth is able to push things away from you that don't belong. And then I think about, like, and it's doing it. Well, I don't know about well, that. this is him. This is just, like, his statement <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. if that's what is there, like, if the Earth really can ground you and kind of pull you into its field, its electromagnetic currencies, and then maybe push away things that don't belong. And then I think about cancer and radiation and how that's what that's trying to do. It seems like there's something around yeah. this electromagnetic currency that that's how you can target things. That's how you can heal things. And if it's as simple as getting outside to be able to help with those things, I'm like, it's not, a, it's not a hard thing to ask people to do. That's yeah, that's, that's yeah. easy. You know, there's there. So the, um, if you, if someone wants to be very backed by science, I think at minimum, People should recognize that the electromagnetic pulses of the Earth are definitely present in across living creatures. They're definitely present. Now, what they do to you, mm -hmm. I don't know, because there are animals like sharks. They can literally sense the electric pulses through their body. So anyone of a, of another animal, like they can, they don't even need to yep. smell blood. They can, they know you exist. Mm -hmm. They can sense it. So, so a shark, a predator, effectively has an apex or um, a very, very developed sense of this, right? There's other things that are unique to animals that people cannot explain. And so some people guess that they can recognize this, such as why do birds know how to, why do they know when to migrate? Mm -hmm. How do horses find shelter when it's about mm -hmm. to rain? Like they are sensing that like no one can explain how other animals are able to seemingly have a more heightened awareness about their, their environment around them. And so it's, it makes sense that it's, it's present. I think because humans aren't good at sensing yeah. it, we don't understand yeah. it. We used to be. I think we... Like we're, 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 we're yeah, not, we used to be more tapped into that. We used that. to... Be, we yeah. used to I mean, I was reading a really uh, interesting book. I think it's called Mutant Down Under. And it was about this woman who essentially went into the back country of Australia and lived with this tribe for many months. So for some reason, they let her in. And she traveled with them. And she talked about the way of how they figure out if water's up ahead. They're gonna be walking for hundreds of miles and how they kind of tune in to the 
I, as I remember, the field of the earth. Yeah, animals can find. But this water. isn't just animals. That's right. Animals. These can... are the tribe members. Yeah, like these yeah. are people who are still tapped in in that way, where they're able to listen, yeah. listen to what their body is telling them, and then know like we're heading this way because if we go this way, we'll have water, and this way we won't. And like up ahead, there's an animal, and just hearing how tapped in these people were, and her every time being like, "We're about to die." We don't have water. We got all these baby children with us in this tribe and no one seems worried here. And like, you're telling me we have to walk hundreds of miles and these people will be like, no, we'll be okay. There will be water here. And she's like, every time we would get there and they would dig down in the earth and then there'd be water. And so I'm like, it used to probably be like that where we were so much more in touch with nature. Ma- I mean, it makes sense. We sur- It makes sense because if when I think about humans and human evolution, like let's go pre- um, Let's go pre-tools. Before we develop spears, before we develop knives. I mean, look at us. We are so slow and defenseless mm-hmm. compared to the other animals of the animal yeah. kingdom. You're talking about like saber-toothed tigers. Like, yo, that's a problem. Like, that's going to mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, avoiding that animal would have been our biggest priority. Like, yep. we got to find food. We got to not be in front of saber-toothed tigers. And so we would have had to have developed some sense to flee because we were definitely... We had to flee. Like, we couldn't fight back. Like, think of how weak a human is in relative comparison to a predator animal. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that we were probably better at it. We just, we, we've lost it. Yep. Like, we've lost it over uh, modernization or thick rubber yeah. shoes. And I do think there are ways <laughs> to get it back, either by exploring the consciousness in different ways or by just meditating and breath work. Because I do think that by getting into a different space, with your mindset, you're able to kind of remember things in a different way or think about things in a different way or feel more connected to nature in a different way. So I do see a movement at least happening here in Austin, but I actually think I, I've seen it in quite a few places. <laughs> well, I, yeah, Not where you- Austin definitely <laughs> is trying to, you know, Austin definitely is the first to try to get back to nature through the most expensive tools possible. That's, that's true. They're trying everything. <laughs> and I'm excited to see people even caring about this again of like, why are we so detached from nature? How do I remember, you know, the importance of this? And how can I have, like to me, when you get into a different state of consciousness or experience or something like that, you are experiencing it at a level that it's like you're in it. It's like you are remembering it so deeply because you're having that experience, even though you're not. And so then you come back with new knowledge of what it means to have nature around you and the respect that you have for the trees and the air and just, you know, gratitude all around. So I think there is different ways to kind of get back to that state of, not only remembering what we knew a long time ago, but then also finding ways to tap into things that make our own body feel better because we're learning how to listen to our intuition better. And, you know, I mean, I feel like in many ways you do do that, even though you wouldn't call it that, but you're like, it feels better to not wear shoes. It feels better when I'm outside. It feels, you know, (laughs) like you are doing that. It's just different language of how you're getting to that conclusion. But in a way, you're doing what feels best for you. And you're also not tricking yourself. Nobody, n- nobody grounds, nobody grounds more than yeah. me. Nobody. He's grounding all day, baby. <laughs> nobody grounds more than me. Yeah. So who should follow our advice? We're about to give some advice of how to go do this. Um, I would say anyone who is, you know, we talked with our producer as well. Anyone who's suffering from like any type of early onset, like joint pain, especially in the knees through the hips or back, if you feel like, feel like I'm way too young to be feeling this way, I think you should give this a try. If you have a hard time sleeping, I think you should give this a try. Steph, you have some other like who shoulds. Yeah. I'm gonna, this is the first time I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, I think everyone should try this. 
Everyone should try. Oh, so you don't even need no, a problem. I don't even think you, you need, need a problem. problem. Why wait till you have a problem? I think that That's it's true. not that hard, I don't think, to get out into nature. And if you can't get out in nature, there are other modalities that are coming out that help with that as well to be able to ground in different ways. But I think if you can just get outside in nature and walk on the ground every single day, like I'm not going to do this willy nilly, like, oh, just two times a week or whatever. Like, no, if you can get out there every day <laughs> and just walk around for a couple minutes, go lay down like I do. I don't see why you wouldn't try it because to me, you can say, oh, if you're, if you're having health problems and inflammation, you can say those things, but why wait? If it's as simple as get outside, put your feet on the ground and that's it. Just try. <laughs> so we both have like, we come at it from different points of view. Uh, I view it more as like shoes are a problem because they probably take away your senses. Um, you view it as, Hey, you that's what it's taking away is actually the energy from the earth. And let's talk about how anyone can even begin to start this. So I would say this for anyone who wears house shoes, like there are people who wear shoes mm -hmm. in the house. Stop. You can stop that immediately. Like you, you, sh you gotta be willing to go barefoot in your house at minimum. Uh, you, I, I think, am I wrong? Yeah. There? I'm like, trying I to think, think cause throw you know, I come out. from a shoe household and people you have in, I'm from that kind of household. And yeah. I think for people who've been wearing shoes their whole life and in their house, they might need an adjustment time period so they don't throw their whole body into a state of pain because they've been used to the arch support and the cushion and all uh, that. The heels, heel striking on a nice rubber yeah. sole. So I think for people like that, it might be baby steps and it actually might be getting support. I mean, I, I know that I go to a place here in Austin called Functional Patterns and it's essentially reteaching my entire body how to move. And I mean, it's very simple movements and ways of how I was standing, how I was holding my hips and my shoulders and my ribs, like every little piece actually matters. And I had kind of lost touch of what my body should be doing when I'm moving, when I'm doing a crunch and like the true, you know, inside my abs, every little piece of what it should be feeling like. I kind of had lost touch of that or how I should be even just standing and like what my inner thighs should be doing versus my feet versus my um, stomach. And so something like that could be very helpful to retrain your body to stand on a flat floor. And it might be some work. It might mm. be some work on your feet and how to do, I mean, toe yoga, like Peter Atia talked about, like how to start working with your toes and getting them more flexible. I know I definitely could use that because like I said, I failed your test that you're going through, but <laughs> it might be a little bit of a process, but I think it would be worth it to go in and let an expert teach your, like retrain your body of like, here's what it looks like to stand on your own. And that means that your feet and other body parts might have to do extra work. Like now you might need to, uh, think about your toes as you're standing and how you're standing. Are you standing back on your, like on your heels too much? Are you leaning forward too much? Are you, you know, holding in your stomach muscles? Is it too much? Like for me, I was like doing it too much maybe. So I think just having someone who can work with you on that would be, um, probably more helpful than just going cold Turkey right away. If you've been doing that for a long time, but yes, with a goal to, can you start just walking around without shoes on? Can you go outside in the ground? I think that's an easier place to take shoes off because it's not as hard of a surface. Um, like indoors, it might be harder to do it that way. What if you're in a city? I think if you're in a city, I would. it is harder for sure. I think finding a place that you can go and then setting that space up each week to be like, I am going to this park every single week just to sit there, have my shoes off, read a book, like take time for me. I think you can make it work 
it's harder in certain spots, but I think you can definitely make it work. So getting outside, taking your shoes off, connecting with nature. Um, there's also grounding mats, which I think those also have a big search trend spike as well. I have one here from um, my one friend, Lauren. She owns a company called Higher Dose and she gifted me this PEMF mat. It's a grounding mat. I didn't even know what it was when she gave it to me almost two years ago. And all I knew was it was warm and I felt very peaceful <laughs> and I didn't know why because I normally don't like hot things. I normally actually get hot when I'm, yeah, I, I can just get hot easily. But for whatever reason, I would sit on there and I felt like I would melt into this mat. I don't know what's in it, but I do know that a lot of mats are popping up now. I think hers has some crystals and has some coil and I'm not really sure what's in it. Um, but I think <laughs> a lot of people are using those now. So that could also be something like if you're in a city and you're in an apartment and it doesn't feel like you have any way to do it, there are these mats that um, you can buy to help with that. Yeah, and I would say for anyone who does not sure how to get started, if you don't want to invest too much money up front and you're not sure what to do, one of the things that, I mean, it's straight from his book, like how he found out he had this problem was because uh, Atia went to, Basically, his friend that was a powerlifter and showed him how he mm -hmm. bent. Like he's like, "Hey, my lower back hurts." And the powerlifter, because powerlifters have to have extremely strong backs, uh, and asked him to do a squat. And just by off the squat alone, took a picture and was like, "Dude, you're messed up." And so, there are plenty of online resources to go find out. Like, can you do a full squat? Try these toe exercises we just mm -hmm. described. Like, see if you even have those problems. Because if you have those problems, like you probably need even more reason to go see it. Um, I think that when, if you're someone who is a non-believer, the, the pain part usually is a good motivator. I think because everyone recognizes like if they have pain. And so I agree with Steph that everyone should probably do this, but if you're starting to feel some pain, definitely get yourself observed at least by someone who's good at bending, mm -hmm. you know, so yoga coach, power lifter, it doesn't matter. Pick your sport. There are people that are very good and start there but I, I in general it was something that i didn't think about like i said in the beginning because i've just always been this way but when i started reading about other people having struggles bending toes posture is that like i'm 44 years old which isn't old but when i hear like my friends start talking about like their pains all the time I'm like that i don't know what's mm -hmm. wrong yeah i just don't know like it's not because it's not really part of part of what I experienced and then and like I said for anyone who's a still non-believer really think about some of the places you've been where you've seen some of the oldest people that are that are still lively you know what I mean not old people that are not moving like, I don't care about yeah. that uh, <laughs> what are they doing how are they wearing are they wearing shoes or are they not wearing shoes and one of the things I personally observed in my own family was there's only been a handful of people that have gotten Alzheimer's so I don't think Alzheimer's is like genetic in my family but of the people who did, they were big indoor shoes people. Big. Damn. Huge. Mic drop right there. Now we said it. <laughs> if you're wearing shoes. It's yeah. anecdotal. It's yeah. anecdotal. It's not it's not factual. It's not causal, but I just observed it. So yeah. when I see this stuff, I get kind of, you know, like I said, I roll my eyes sometimes. I, like the, 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 uh, the costs associated with chasing this pursuit. Um, so I would say that's not necessary, but I do agree with Steph 100% that people should in general not wear shoes and be outside way mm -hmm. more yeah like it is the start of feeling better yeah and i would say i legit what's interesting about the cost like when you see the cost going up 
I sometimes think that that's an indicator of there's already something natural that you can use. Like when you see, like, Probably. I mean, you think about it, like when people are creating all these different things and these pharmaceuticals and this and that and grounding mats and like, there's all these money in the space. And then if you look at it, you're like, well, there's also these like, you know, uh, just get outside and that'll do the same thing. Or <laughs> eh, there's like this plant medicine that you can take instead of being on a drug every single month. Like that seems to do the same thing. You just can't patent it. When you start looking at it, I think where the money is, there's probably sometimes a natural solution behind it of where that product even came from. And then it just turned into a whole thing that people are paying attention to, grounding mats, grounding shoes, you know, whatever the case may be. But it stems from just go back to earth and just be on the ground for zero dollars a day. Zero dollars a day. That's my that's my favorite solution. I will know. I will always be mm -hmm. cheap. Listen, if you like this episode and you th heard it and you thought to yourself, hey, I'm having a hard time sleeping. I'm having knee pains. I wanted. I observed that I wear shoes too often, or my family members wear shoes too often. Let us know. Give us a shout. Info at mission dot org. Uh, we're always looking to hear from people. And as always, if you're listening to this episode and you are not subscribed, click subscribe. Stop. Stop messing with my emotions. Less than 25% of people who listen to this actually subscribe, which is super freaking weird to me. So don't be like don't that. Don't do it. Please subscribe. Don't be like that. All right. Yeah. How am I supposed to? How are we going to know? I can't, I can't keep making this show. How am I going to keep making this <laughs> we show? We won't know unless you tell us. So we, we got to feel the love. <laughs>